even in free range and organic farming like like with at hatcheries for chicks for example females aren't of any use and so they will be macerated or suffocated at a day old and that is allowed that's that's allowed by law Compassionate people are our kind of people, so join us as we explore what it means to live with kindness. Hi everyone and welcome back to Conversations on Compassion. I'm your host Jade. I'm Fleur. I'm Aaron. And today we are joined by our farming campaigner, Arabella. Hello, Arabella. Hi. Um, So Arabella has just launched a new campaign called A Good Life, which aims to shed a light on the realities of animal farming and the kind alternatives. So can you tell us a bit more about it, Arabella? Yeah, of course. Well, it, it kind of sprung because the number one kind of justification or maybe even excuse that we hear from people who are consuming animals or consuming animal products like dairy and eggs or honey is that, oh, well, surely it's okay to do this and it's okay maybe even if they die as long as they've had a good life. This phrase, we've all heard it time and time again, a good life, a good life, but what does this mean? So this really brought that question into our mind. What does this mean for an individual on a farm? Of course, Billions and billions of land animals are killed every year for food. But each of those billions is an individual, an individual with an experience. And legally and routinely, they are harmed, you know, by what's done to them and what's denied to them. So it's really posing that question to everyone of, well, if we're going to keep farming them, how do they have a good life? And of course, we know the answer is, if they're farmed, they're not going to have a good life. So the best way to do that is not to buy the products, not to consume the products and to be vegan. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So you recently did an event in York. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yeah, that was really exciting. So that's actually when we launched the campaign officially and we got to partner with the vegan food company VFC. They're really amazing. So many of you probably heard of them, but they specialize in vegan fried chicken. They're really mission-led. They've done amazing investigations into farms. They've done audits on environmental impacts of animal farming. So they really care about animals. And they partnered with us to do outreach in York about chicken farming and about whether chickens on farms have a good life so they happily gave away free pieces of vegan chicken which members of the public got to try we got to talk about how good vegan chicken is with them but also we prepared like a short interactive quiz on the realities of chicken farming so if members of the public took the short quiz for us and chatted to us they also got a free voucher for vfc which was so generous from them to spend in the supermarkets so i think we were all very jealous as well yeah yeah pop into a supermarket and get a free box um but it it allowed us to have great conversations and flow with even there yeah it was it was a fantastic collaboration with vfc as you say it's such a good organization and you've done your homework into what kind of um where their core ethics are and it's that alignment and I think what was really exciting in York was just actually seeing people's reactions Mm. because apart from perhaps two people who were you know just hated the idea of anything vegan they didn't even get beyond (laughs) that everyone was so supportive and particularly a lot of older people as well they would mention oh my daughter's vegetarian or well I don't eat that much meat anymore but you know everyone who tried it was so surprised firstly by the fact that it tasted like chicken but also that it was just delicious food and so we had some really great reactions people were really enthusiastic about it and I think I personally came away feeling really inspired yeah so that was the value for me of just the kind of face-to-face getting to meet people and say what do you think of this and when you do give people 
the opportunity to just switch a product. Yeah. That's when we can really see a difference. And I think, Arabella, that's what your event really kind of helped to demonstrate. Yeah. And and actually what I found, as well as that, really cool is that, and and kind of speaks to what the campaign is about, is that we had even a couple of vegans and vegetarians stop and take our quiz. And when we chatted with them, they were like, I had no idea. So we had uh, information on there about like the routine and legal mutilations that are allowed under law. There's a specific act that allows for mutilations of animals. And so we had a discussion about that with them and they thought they were like I'm vegan and I didn't know this happens and and that really I think goes to the heart of what this campaign is about which is really unveiling the truth of what happens on farms dispelling the myths that there's a difference in free range or an organic when we know there isn't and and that has importance not just for those who aren't vegan but even to empower current vegans and, and veggies themselves yeah definitely absolutely and I think you know that is really key because people do it's so easy to think oh I've made this ethical choice perhaps I'm not eating flesh right now but the free range eggs which don't exist anymore and even when they did, it's not a good life. And you're right, that is, it's the legal abuses, the routine yeah. legal standard abuses that are an innate side effect of eating any animal product. And I think that that's, you know, really important to bring to the fore. And that's what the Good Life campaign is doing really well. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, like, this is obviously where the campaign's come about, but there's so much misinformation of all this labelling to make people feel better about mm. doing something that ultimately goes against what they believe in, because they need to, like, disguise things as different kind of... Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm, I remember like myself, probably, when we were veggie, yeah. we'd buy free-range eggs. Yeah, Because, um, yeah, you just think, oh, it's be- better for them. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then now it's find that you do think they have a good life yeah. you think on oh, free range you imagine them all running around in a field yeah. just like not yeah. that they'd end up being killed when they're not useful just they live an amazing life running around in fields and laying eggs so. yeah, absolutely and as you say Aaron, I remember when I was vegetarian yes I'd buy the free range eggs and then I moved on to ridiculous you know biodynamic uber free range organic, organic. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I get really upset and kind of personally hurt when friends or people that I lived with would buy barn eggs or caged eggs not realising that I was doing exactly the same thing and I think this is the thing with a lot of the campaigns on animal farming as well which is is so amazing but with factory farming a lot of people are at least not if not in practice because they'll buy it but in theory they're against factory Mm -hmm. farming but like you say, and like we've all experienced, there is a misconception that you're doing something if you're buying free range, if you're buying organic. But all those animals end up at the same slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in, in eggs at the hatcheries, baby chicks are still being, you know, abused and, 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 and ground up. It's not... It's not a good life for them, no matter the label we stick on it at the end of the production line, they still Mm. suffer and they don't have to because we have so many healthy and delicious and exciting alternatives available to us now that it's just not necessary. Absolutely. Actually, I think, um, Aaron, you'll probably know about this, but I did see on TikTok or somewhere, you know, I think it was a poached egg, a vegan poached egg, looked, tasted Mm. just as a traditional poached egg you'd expect. And I don't know whether it was made of cashew or various other things, black salt, you know. Yeah. But it just, it sounded and looked exactly as you would expect. And I think just to clarify for our listeners as well, we've spoken a lot about how free range doesn't really exist anymore. But some of you may know, some of you might not, but that's because of this outbreak of bird flu. So nowadays I even saw um, a sign in 
a well-known coffee shop the other day <laughs> that just stated, you know, none of our eggs are actually free range anymore. It didn't say it as quite as clearly as you'd have liked, yeah. but because of the outbreak of bird flu, so they've all been stuck inside. But I think, um, perhaps, I don't know, I might have this figure slightly, you might be able to tell me if I've got this right, Arabella, but I think is it um, something like traditionally the difference between a battery hen and a free range hen traditionally was something like you could keep 15 chickens per square meter in a, in a, in a factory farm. But I think for free range chickens, it was about 13 per square meter. And when you actually think of the difference, (laughs) it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like in, in theory, at least, if not always in practice, because a lot of people still buy it, people are against factory farming. And they do think that there's really a difference and that they really are doing good by buying free range and organic. But of course, we know that even in free range and organic farming, like, like with at hatcheries for chicks, for example, females aren't of any use. And so they will be macerated or suffocated at a day old. And that is allowed. That's, that's allowed by law. It's governed by legislation. It's a routine abuse that's unavoidable. And, and they are, you know, they've been selectively bred, mm-hmm. selectively bred so that they reach slaughter weight in just over a month. That's 2.2 kilograms. They mm-hmm. grow so quickly that their body, they can't support their own body. So when they're, when they're in these free range farms and they've got their one little peephole, that means they qualify as being free range. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get there if they can't support their own weight? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just not a reality. And the, the, the sheds are so packed as well that they'll probably never even be able to reach there, even if they could walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as well, just to clarify for any listeners who aren't sure of the word macerate, that's just literally that. <laughs> just, just basically thrown into a mincer alive that's just reminded me my mum went on holiday somewhere um, like Cornwall or something and she said that she was really annoyed because the, the place that she'd booked it was like a B&B um, was next to a factory chicken factory farm and she oh. said the smell ruined the holiday but she said to me she couldn't believe um that people were going in and out like in um, what they called them hazmat, yeah. hazmat suits yeah. Um, and she was like, if it's that bad, they have to wear all that. What's it like for the chickens? And what sort of like yeah. eggs or meat is coming out of that place? Yeah, and and, the, and she spoke to someone that ran it and they said something like 68,000 chickens a month or like it was, oh it, was it was cra- a crazy amount. She that couldn't believe it. must be absolutely overwhelming. At the weekend, I was with a friend who has rescued some chickens. And I don't know if any of you have ever just been near one chicken poo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's surprisingly yeah. smelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's also to like what we were just saying. The so the male chicks in the and um, that's in the egg industry, but then the the ones that kind of can't support their weight, that's gorilla chickens, that's isn't it? Good. Which is for for meat. Yes. Um, which I didn't realise it was as young as one month. That's yeah. so when you're eating a chicken, you're eating a one month old. They're all babies. babies. Yeah, they're all ba- yeah oh, and there are yeah. there are some brands that try and do slow growing chickens, but the difference is not that much. And of course, we know that chickens can easily live ten, twelve yeah. years happily, and they're all slaughtered at a fraction of their lifespan. And it's not just like the males in the egg industry. It's also we see that it's prolific in dairy farming as well. Mm. The males aren't of any use, and they're they're killed. They're exposed. To they're disposed of they're considered trash animals is it something like six something like sixty thousand male calves are shot shortly after birth yeah at least in the the dairy industry a year is that yeah a year yeah wow yeah it's crazy 
and and they're all taken from their moms and mm-hmm. they're they're put into either single calf hutches or they're not socialized in the way that these complex and social animals should yeah. be and it comes back to that idea of harm isn't just about what we do to animals harm is about also what they're deprived of yeah. and they do have a quality of life and there's there isn't a way to kind of farm them yeah. and ensure that they have all those qualities that they need yeah absolutely yeah. and i think as well that you know ultimately people on the whole don't want to be cruel to animals yeah. people actually do love being around animals and they delight in spending time with them but it's so easy to just believe the adverts the branding the marketing and to go along with this myth as we've mentioned Mm. with the good life campaign it is a myth that they've had a good life so that's why it's been so important to dispel that yeah Mm. definitely i think it's sorry i think it's it's so easy as well um to go in would be to go into a shop and pick up a a, you know a carton of milk or a, a box of eggs and you don't think of what's behind that but at the same time next to those cartons of milk you could get you know dairy plant milk yeah um, so easily and you know and it has such a huge impact doesn't it on the difference of the welfare of the animal it seems a bit what we what we we always have to talk about and look at and what we've been talking today seems doom and gloom and there is that kind of hard side to it and that Mm -hmm. sad side to it but there are the positive sides to it too which is the things that we can be empowered to do as individuals and Mm. that's what this campaign is also about It's, it's about exposing the realities for those animals but also kind of encouraging and empowering people to take those alternatives and to look at animals in a, pos- a positive way. Like we want to look at animals as individuals to individualise the process so that people can see, look, each animal, animal is an individual that have an experience and look at all the wonderful things a pig can do. Look at all the wonderful things yeah. a chicken enjoys, you know, and just yeah. to remind people there is someone, there's someone behind those eyes that, yeah. that wants and deserves to live. I think that's one of the most important bits of this campaign because, like you said, there's like these numbers that don't really hit that hard sometimes because it's like, oh, a billion animals are killed. It's like, that's just too big to even imagine. But the fact that there's individuals within that and like a lot of people have loved a dog or a cat and shared their home with one. And if you just, even the animals that live the kind of best, like, most good life you can as a farmed animal. Imagine your dog in that situation. No one would be happy. No one would want that for their dog. And actually, this was, for me, one of the most kind of surprising aspects. And, you know, absolutely, I thought I'd kind of read into it and understood Mm -hmm. bits and bobs. But when we were preparing for the Good Life campaign, realising that a chicken has the same cognitive ability as a cat or dog, Mm -hmm. and that they've even been known, they, they form such close relationships and friendships, that chickens have been known to die from a broken heart when they've no. lost a friend. Oh, that's horrible. Isn't it? They can remember recognise faces as well. Yeah, yeah. human and chicken. Yeah. 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 And it's 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 something like up to a hundred faces that they yeah. can recognise and they're so hierarchical as well as yeah. packing all the puddles from. Yeah. <laughs> but so they are super intelligent. But they need that hierarchy. And so keeping them in those conditions is just never going to be good for them because they can't establish the kind of social environment that they need to be happy. (coughs) My friend that has um, rescued battery hens and um, she also has a rescued dog from the meat trade abroad. And um, she made a video with one of her chickens and one of her dogs, both rescued from the same fate, and did like a kind of almost like a little intelligence quiz on them. And the chicken beat the dog so much. (laughs) And it just shows how intelligent they are. And no one thinks of their the chicken that they eat in that way, but they are just as, as, if not in some cases, more intelligent than the dog that you love. Yeah, 100%. So in terms of outreach, 
have you, or just anything else to do with the campaign, what else have you got planned that you can share with us at this point? Well, we've got lots of exciting things coming up because this campaign is all about kind of informational projects, Mm -hmm. whether that's really cool um, videos that we're working with. We want to work with experts, ex-industry workers and activists Mm -hmm. for lots of information and to form people about realities. But we do have something really exciting coming up in the summer, which we can't give too much away just yet. But I can say that it's going to be a a big ad campaign. Mm -hmm. It's going to take place at a very major station in London. Um, It's going to be really cool. It's kind of ripping away the lies from those pretty pictures that we were talking about earlier from free range and organic and and individualizing the animals in that process and to go with it we're going to have a cool kind of interact another interactive outreach event just where the ads are going up as well and they're going to be up for quite a long time so there's going to be a lot of exposure for it too so that's something that's really exciting that we're currently in the process of organizing yeah absolutely so keep your eyes out for that yes and there'll be more to come and how can people get involved and if they're interested in this in this campaign and kind of even taking an action towards being the kindest animals, what can we do? Yeah, well, obviously the, the the best and most positive things we can do for animals is to always choose vegan and to live vegan. And we have so many uh, helpful tips and tricks on our website. We have a completely free vegan pack that you can download as well as really yummy recipes that we also share on our social media. So you can check our social media out. But with this campaign as well, we're always looking for when we do actions, give us feedback too. So if you've learned something from the campaign that you didn't know about as a veggie or vegan or as, you know, someone who hasn't taken that step just yet, email in and let us know what you learn. You can check out more information as well about the actual campaign on our website. So it's animalaid.org.uk forward slash a good life. And there's going to be lots of information about you know, animal farming and things we have coming up on there as well. Amazing. As always, Erin will link everything in, in yeah. the description so you can click through. And I did want to add as well just something that when we were talking about seeing animals as individuals, I would encourage everyone to visit an animal sanctuary. There's so many all over the UK or internationally. And I think that's probably one of the best things you can do to make that connection and see them as the individuals they are because you're probably just used to seeing them in pictures on tv or in fields in masses and you're not used to seeing cows pigs chickens as individuals and animal centuries will allow you that's a great point that. Jade. yeah yeah because for my stepdad that was i think the thing for him was he came along with my mum and i when we volunteered at a local sanctuary and that was the tipping point of just making that connection seeing the animals he was like oh even for me as a vegan um going to the retreat and yeah. having that one-to-one um interaction with animals um i just think god i didn't know that they they would you know come up to you and they liked yeah. being stroked or they you just think they were just sort of obviously sentient beings but they just sort of get on with their lives and aren't interested yeah. in in things but they as you say they've got souls and stuff and yeah they you know they don't deserve to suffer that's true and seeing the way cows like to be stroked yeah, yeah. Like, like you say that's something you wouldn't expect yeah. if you yeah. never had just that like interaction yeah. Yeah. yeah playful aren't they? yeah they really are they're grass puppies aren't they <laughs> <laughs> they are gentle grass puppies <laughs> amazing well thank you so much Arabella and we'll keep you all posted maybe when we launch the big campaign the big ad campaign we can have you back on to talk about that that would be great yeah that would be great thank you thank you thanks very much as always thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show we love to hear from our listeners so be sure to get in touch on social media with any burning questions 
You can find us on Insta and TikTok at Animalade underscore UK. On Twitter, we're at Animalade. You can also email us at social at Bye! Bye. <laughs>